One's a movie buff. One watches movies just enough. Together, fun will be had by all. This is Nadine Katie at the Movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nadine and Katie at the Movies. I'm your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nadine, of course. And with me, as always, on this journey of movies is my good, 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 good friend, Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Just eating my salad. I only eat salad all the time. Did not just eat a pizza right before this. Well, that's good, because speaking of being careful of what you eat, if you notice, last week we did not have a brand new episode because I was in the hospital with a tube up my nose because I have a bad stomach. So this is the second of two episodes this week. Yesterday was our Shazam 2 review. And today I'm super excited for many reasons. And one of those reasons is we have a special guest co-host. If you follow us on our social media, you'll notice that on April 1st, April Fool's Day, I posted that we're going in a different direction after today's episode. Of course, that was a joke because Katie and I aren't going anywhere and I wouldn't want to do the show just with our special co-host. Without any further ado, our special co-host is Judson, a.k.a. Juddy. Hey, you know, you know what it is. Juddy in the house, as always. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? And with his own special introduction, you know why <laughs> that it would never, ever happen, that it would just be me and <laughs> so, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very sad, Nathan, that you were in the hospital. It's kind of a big excuse like to get yourself hospitalized just so that you didn't have to review this movie because I thought you liked the movie we're doing today, which is John Wick 4. So were you trying to avoid this episode or are you excited? No, because the episode that would have released last week would have been Shazam 2. So maybe that's why I got sick. But if you listen to yesterday's episode, you know that I, you know, Katie and I both enjoyed that movie. But that's not what we're talking about today. Like Katie just said, we're talking about John Wick Chapter 4. This is the fourth movie in the John Wick franchise. If you couldn't guess by the title of the movie, John Wick Chapter 4. Before we jump into what we thought, Let's go over a synopsis of John Wick, Chapter 4. John Wick discovers a path to defeating the High Table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. John Wick, Chapter 4 stars, of course, Keanu Reeves as John Wick. Keanu Reeves was also in the Matrix movies of course, and Bill and Ted movies, of course. And also it stars Donnie Yen as Kane. I love Donnie Yen because he was in the Ip Man movies and he was in Star Wars Rogue One. And it also stars Bill Skarsgård as the Marquis. He was in Eternals, which I did not know he was in Eternals. And he was also in It Chapter 1 and 2, where he played creepy clown Pennywise. Katie, have you ever seen a John Wick movie before? I was coming into John Wick 4 having not watched 
any of the John Wick movies, except I did realize when I was doing the review, I have watched the second half of the third one because I told my husband, I'm like, wait, is this where he just walks through a hotel killing people kind of like a video game? And Scott was like, yes. So I guess I have seen some of it, but I guess that says a little bit how much I liked it if I didn't remember seeing it. This is going to be an interesting episode right here. Judson, have you seen any of the John Wick movies? I actually have. Um, I've seen all three of them, but all of them were from a library rental like far after they've come out in theaters. <laughs> so this was the first one I actually got to experience in theaters. So if you're listening and you're like Katie and you haven't seen any of the previous John Wick movies, here is a really quick review. John Wick, former assassin. He gets out of the assassin nation group, the high table by marrying this woman. She dies. She buys him a puppy. Some Russians steal his car, kill the puppy. He doesn't like that. He kills the Russians. That's the first movie. The second movie, this random guy comes with this thing called a marker. And he says, hey, you owe me this. You need to kill my sister because I want to be her seat at the high table. John Wick is hesitant at first, but then he's reminded that if he doesn't do this, he's probably going to die. So he does this thing, but not before the sister kills herself. And then the guy's like, hey, my sister killed herself. And John Wick's, yeah, but I still did the thing. This guy's going after him. He burns down his house. John Wick doesn't like that. He kills the guy inside the hotel. We're not supposed to kill people inside. He's banished from the hotel. He can't get any of the perks. He can't get any guns from them. And he can't get, get really good health insurance. So that's the end of the second one. The third one, this adjudicator comes in. She's like, hey, John Wick killed in the Continental Grounds. He needs to be taken out. Winston, who's like the manager of the Continental, is like, no, John Wick's my friend. So there's all this back and forth thing. And then Winston makes it look like he shoots John Wick off a building. You think he dies. And then Morpheus comes in and he's like, hey, do you want to take down the high table? And John Wick says, yeah. And that's the end of the third movie. So we go to this fourth movie where John Wick is going to the high table main guy and just all heck breaks loose. Katie, what were your first thoughts when you went to go see John Wick chapter four? So I did watch the review that Nathan sent me. It's 60 seconds long, just to somewhat prep. That did not prep me. I spent the first 20 minutes doing what Nathan says not to do, which is be on my phone because I was literally Googling all the words they were saying. Because when you start this movie, again, we're not going to try to give too many spoilers away, but you start the movie and they're saying all these words and all these people and you're like, who's the educator, whatever, who's what's the continental, who's this guy, why is he mad at this? And I do know that the John Wick movies, they come simultaneously like where there's not a huge gap like three years later it's like pretty real time so you're picking up right off of the end of the third movie and i was completely lost because it skips i mean it gets you right into the drama from the beginning so i was a little behind confused it's like one of those few movies that you really do have to watch the previous ones to fully understand every single thing that's going on jetson you went to go see this by yourself because you have no friends so what did you think of John Wick <laughs> chapter four? Since you've seen all of the movies, what did you think? First of all, <laughs> we are not going to be coming after me for watching movies alone. All right. I, I just want to defend my name and defend mo watching movies by yourself. 
I highly recommend it. Anyways, it is a three-hour movie, and it is 100% feeling like a three-hour movie. I remember coming out of the third one being like, ooh, that did not need to be that long. And then when I found out that this was two hours and 50 minutes, I'm like, ooh, here we go. I don't, I don't know how to feel about this. And yeah, it doesn't need to be three hours long. But regardless, I still had a really good time with this. I do recommend seeing this in a theater where everybody's kind of like jazzed about it because those like audience reactions are just second to none. I really like that, especially like I said, being this my first theater John Wick experience. And I will say that last hour, that ending is just chef's kiss. However, with this being a very successful franchise, I'm afraid that the finality that this is seeming like it's going to go, it's not going to really like have lasting effects as much as I hope. I worry that the ending is not going to mean as much in the long term, if that makes any sense, because of how successful it is. I love the action. The stunts are off the chain. There may be some missed opportunities that we'll get into later, but I had a good time with this. Yeah, they've already announced a bunch of spinoffs for this. They're doing a prequel of The Continental with a young version of Winston. They're doing another spinoff called The Ballerina, where it dives into where John Wick actually came from, which is like this other group of assassins. And some of these assassins are ballerinas and they go around killing people and doing ballerina moves at the same time, I guess. So they're doing a, a show about that. And Keanu Reeves might make an appearance as John Wick in that as well. So, yeah. I think the finality of the character, like Judson just said, is kind of in question, even though it really was a great way. And yes, we are going to go into spoilers. I'm about to say it right now. John Wick dies. And I think the way they do it, if you've watched all the movies, was a very good way of sending him off. I do think it was kind of really short. Like I thought there would be a little more to his death. But other than that, I thought it was a great way to end it. If I could say my, one of my few good things, it would be the ending. I thought the ending was incredible. And as Nathan always says, the trailers give the whole movie away. I don't think that the ending, I mean, yes, he just told you the ending, <laughs> he dies, but you, it really does a great job. Like you have no idea how it's going to happen. I think even me who's new, you just get a sense, like like about a two thirds of the way through the movie, you kind of just get the idea he's going to die. Like I think you kind of start seeing it come, but you have no idea how it's going to happen. And I thought they really executed well. So I just want to second both of you guys on that. But I, I will say the way they portray this character in each movie, it becomes more and more. Even though you say you knew kind of that that he was going to die, all the stuff he goes through this in this movie, like falling off buildings and falling on pillars and what would break anyone else's back and getting hit by car after car after car after car after car, especially the opening action scene where I think they did this on purpose because it felt like, oh, okay, he killed all these people and then more people come and then he kills all those people and then more people come. And by the end of that, just the opening scene, you, you as the audience, at least for me, I was exhausted. I was like, really? And I think they did that on purpose because John Wick, Keanu Reeves, was kind of the same way. He's like, oh, you, you got to be kidding me. And that's how I felt. I was like, you got you got to be kidding me. There's really more people. But anyway, um, I do think they ended it well. But I think because of all the absurdness 
before the fact that he got killed by getting shot in the abdomen, even though he survived everything else. It was kind of, I'm okay with it, but at the same time, it's kind of ridiculous that he died so easily, in my opinion. But I will say that this movie was extremely action-packed, and that's one of my biggest likes, is because in each movie, they heighten the action more and more. Judson, would you agree or disagree with that? So, starting the franchise, I compared it a little more, and of course, comparison is always bad, but it felt more of like, something more akin to mission impossible and what they do with their stunts and action, stuff like that three and four, the absurdity as you were talking about is starting to become more of a fast and furious type. And I don't know how to feel about that. Like there's a specific scene in four. I I know we're in spoiler territory where he's going up the stairs and the sequence is great, but when he gets hit by a pole and you hear the, that would like take someone out completely. And the fact that he just gets up for the, pure motivation of it like the suspension of disbelief throughout the series gets more and more ridiculous in a way where it's like I, again i love the ending and this doesn't take away from it but you're right it's like if he's able to take three stories in the last movie and the stair hits and falling down the entirety <laughs> okay thank you judd i'm in the theater with like four people and i burst like i burst out laughing <laughs> at the the scene for anyone who has not seen i mean he literally falls down like i've walked those <laughs> steps before i have been up those steps there's a lot of them and he just falls out and you keep thinking it's going to stop i mean it almost seems like a, a supposed to be funny because he goes down like 10 flights of stairs and it just keeps showing him roll and that's why the movie's 3 hours long <laughs> like there were two moments in that movie that i was like these parts did not need to be that long. And that was one of them was the staircase scene. The second part was just a very mundane scene where Winston goes to this art museum and he's walking to meet the Bill Skarsgård marquee guy. And he's walking and he keeps walking and he keeps walking and he's walking. It's like what Judson said. It's really cool to see these movies with an audience because they laugh at the absurdity of it too. And that's exactly what happened during that scene too. When he just kept walking, people are like, is he, is he, did he get, is he there yet? I mean, are we there like yet? Meant to be uh anxiety. Like, you know, like your heart rate is up. This whole movie is like fighting, right? There's not barely any dialogue. So is it supposed to be like a, a intermission where your heart rate is like, <laughs> all right, we're going to have a really mild three minute scene for you to go to the bathroom. You won't have to miss any action. Because he's going to have to walk back past these paintings again. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do that, too. I'm surprised they didn't like have that little scene and then him just walk back for like three minutes. It, it felt like uh, unnecessary. And I know they said they wanted this movie to be that long because of all the action in it. But I seriously think they could have like cut that and cut the whole falling down every single step. But I will say one of my biggest highlights, besides Keanu Reeves in it, is I love me some Donnie Yen. I mean, come on now. This is the second time this guy has played a, a blind martial arts guy. He was blind in Rogue One. He's blind in this. I seriously hope that if they don't continue with John Wick, I seriously hope they do a spinoff of Donnie Yen's character, Kane, because I just he's just so good. And And the things that they did, like that one scene where he's in the kitchen and he's fighting all these guys, and he throws like 
the motion sensor things. And he, so he can catch where people are in the kitchen and stuff. I thought that was brilliant. And then he just kicks their butt. And I just loved it. I loved it so much. I'm sorry. I could talk all day about Donnie Yen because he is amazing. So Katie, what did you think of Donnie Yen's character Kane in this movie? Well, there's the obvious, which is that a blind person could not do 90% of the things he's doing. Like accurately shoot someone in a duel. That's baloney. I did like his character. I mean, I, I liked the character. I thought it was good acting. I loved I don't know if anyone waited. I mean, you had to sit through the entire credits. It wasn't a half way through credit scene, but there's a after credit scene where he finally gets to reunite, you know, with his daughter, maybe. And I loved his character, but I just can't, you, you can't convince me that a person that's blind, no matter how good of a fighter that they are, that would be able to do as many things as he did. Even if it was like the daredevil type thing, right? Like the, I don't understand daredevil uses all these senses and stuff, but no, I, I don't feel like they really even tried to show you that he was like listening out or using all his other senses, which spins off to my biggest critique, other than that it was too long. My main critique was I felt like the fighting scenes were not realistic. Good, like cool action packed, great, really cool that he does his own stunts. But I'm sitting there like, I don't believe most of this. But you you just don't get it, do you? You, you don't go to these movies for realism. You, you, you okay, don't okay, go okay, to see. John Wick movies, be like, man, now I feel like I can get hit by five cars and and do whatever i need to do no because i'm i'm not john wick let's see if we not, live in I'm that world baba like, yaga he's taking bigger hits than captain america like i think that's my thing is i'm thinking in relative terms so like if this guy's supposedly totally just human no cyborg like no this is baloney i and i get did he have like a armor proof jacket i kept trying to convince myself like oh maybe it's his jacket that's keeping him from all yeah, this pain. yeah they he because part of the continental they you know they make special kind of suits i kind of got confused at times too because they would like hold up their jacket to shield them and that's basically yeah they're like armor proof suits so that's basically how he was able to get away with like getting shot all those times and stuff but like falling off a pillar eh, you know whatever like judson said it's kind of like going to a fast and the furious movie it's kind of like going to a mission impossible movie it's kind of like going to another movie I can't think of, but does the same thing that people do these outlandish things. And in your mind, you're thinking that's kind of stupid. But at the same time, you're also thinking that was freaking awesome. Like Vin Diesel just drove his car off the Grand Canyon, landed at the bottom. The car exploded. He jumps out and still is able to punch a guy in the face. I don't care how ridiculous it is. Even though I consider that one of my dislikes of how ridiculous this movie is, I still don't care because it's John Wick doing what John Wick freaking does best, and that's killing people and, and punching people in the face. I don't care. Donnie Yin's in this movie. I don't care how stupid of a premise it is. I still get what I paid for because I got to see some people get beat up in so many different ways. It's not even funny, even though I laughed out loud because of how ridiculous it was. Judson, okay. do you agree with me or not? Do you expect realism when you go see a John Wick movie? I think you're like both right because of like what I was saying earlier, how I started this franchise and the framework of this first, the first movie felt more a little Mission Impossible-esque. And when I say that, Mission Impossible has some outrageous, crazy stunts, but the frame that they make those stunts in is, like, realistic. So, 
Tom Cruise, yes, is hanging off the side of a plane, but they don't give him the bulletproof suits. They frame it in the way that it's just, it's a really brave dude with balls of steel doing this, jumping out of planes and stuff like that. The Fast and Furious, you go in with the frame of these guys are invincible and they break physics and logic and you know all that jazz. It's insanely outrageous. Now, I also haven't seen most of the Fast and Furious, especially the later ones. If I were to go into a Fast and Furious movie, I have those kinds of turn off your brain. You're just going to see some cool stuff. It's not going to make sense. And when I started this, the John Wick series, I was thinking, okay, dudes, if a dude gets shot in the face, he's dead. He's not going to walk. He's not going to get up from that. Like the Mission Impossible. With three and four, seeing the stunts, I'm like, I have to rewire my brain to be like, oh, this is starting to be a little more outlandish, starting to fade into more Fast and Furious. So there is a learning curve to it. And there are going to be people who are like, no way. You know what I mean? But after I get over that hump of understanding the rules in this world, then it's like, okay, this guy's not going to get hit with the, you know, he's not going to be out for the count when he, uh, takes bullets or gets hit with the pillar or jumps off the building or something like that. And that goes for the other characters too. Like I can't uh, talking back to Donnie Yen earlier, I can't attest for how a blind person sees the world or anything like that. So I, I can't understand what they go through the gadgetry he had. I wish there was more of it and seeing the same thing in rogue one too. Like that that is pretty cool. And I like to believe that there'd be a a blind person who can uh, snipe people like that. That'd be so sick. There's also the other character that we haven't talked about, Tracker, that I wanted to touch on because yes. I loved his character, but they had like few and far between to do with his character. I know that this is going MCU terms of setup because they're going to do spinoffs where they've, they've made enough money to start doing the spinoffs and stuff like that. And I loved his character. I just wish that either A, he would not be in this one, but he'd be in like John Wick 5 and he would be like like as important as Kane. You know, like a the adversary to John Wick or the main character or whatever. Or start off with the movie by himself. Because I just don't think... He had the potential, but by the end of it, it's just like, well, what was it all for? I was thinking the same thing as you, Judd, that I thought for sure that they were setting him up to be the new John Wick. They gave the guy a dog. I mean, I thought that was going to be... But I don't think they sold you, you know, you... There's a tiny part of your body, not mine, because I didn't watch the first movie, but there's a tiny part of your body that's like, this is a good guy who's getting chased down for no reason. Or, you know, I don't know. Of course, he's a sat assassin, but I wouldn't be his biggest fan unless they maybe start with a backstory of like how he got there. Because right now we just know him as like a selfish person who wants money. I honestly thought that he was going to be related to the Halle Berry character from the third one, I think, because she had the two German shepherds. And so he had one. So I was thinking that that was her German Shepherd because one of them was shot and killed in the third one. And so I thought he was related to her. But yeah, they didn't really tell you who he was. He was kind of just there. And he just they made him look like he was supposed to be a bigger character. But like Justin said, they didn't really do that much with him. And so by the end of the movie, he's just there when John Wick dies. And that's it. Like, you don't know who this guy is. I think they I think they did need him to be a because, yes, it's completely, completely unrealistic that John Wick would really, truly kill all these people by himself. So the fact that you had sort of like a in a way side person helping you, I think that's kind of what his role was. It was like, we need somebody else to help kill the bad guys. And of course, the one moment that John Wick and him, I guess, become friends is when someone's about to kill his dog and John Wick's like, no. 
And so he shoots the guy and saves the guy's dog. And so like, oh, now we're best friends. It's kind of like a Martha moment. Your mom's name's Martha. You don't like to kill dogs. That was kind of what it was for me because they just magically became best friends and you didn't want to kill them anymore. So this has been really, really fun discussing this movie because I was really excited about this. This was one of my most anticipated movies of this year. I'm glad I went to go see it, even though it was crazy long. So let's go ahead and give John Wick chapter four a rating of one through six stars, starting with Katie, who has never seen any of these movies before. What would you give John Wick chapter four? Don't feel like it's even fair for me to vote because I just don't generally like these kinds of movies. And that's I want to say one more thing about the movie before I vote, which is that I watched this movie the same week that there was a shooting, like a really bad shooting in my state. So it's not like I wasn't like, I can't wait to go see a movie where people's brains are getting blown out. I'm just in general, not a fan of these movies and the direction of movies. That said, the scene where you're looking above and there's like a whole two minute sequence where you're watching from a bird's eye view where he's going through the house. That was incredible cinematically. So I'm going to give it a four because I don't like the movie, but I thought if that's your vibe, it was well done. Yeah, that scene in particular reminded me of the PlayStation video game that they came out with, John Wick Hex. And that's kind of the vibe that that game gives off. So I thought that was kind of cool, too, because it reminded me of a video game. So, Judson, what would you give John Wick Chapter 4? I'm so glad you talked about the, that uh, top-down shot. Oh, my God. I was hypnotized. And maybe I am a, maybe I don't have any friends because it gave me Hotline Miami vibes, which is a uh, deep cut for the <laughs> for the old, old games. I would easily give this a five out of six. Man, what a good time. I would give this movie about a 5.5. It was really close to a six because I I, I do enjoy these movies because mindless action is just something I enjoy. But because of that stair scene and the museum walkthrough scene, I'm going to give it a five and a half. So next on our homework is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. It looks like a fun movie. I can't wait to go see it. Katie is going to be seeing it as well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You guys are awesome. Thank you for helping us get over 750 downloads. That's right. What, what? And continue that by leaving reviews so people can find the show. Katie, what would you like to leave us with this episode? You're muted. Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you want us to watch, feel free to contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.